Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We are studying Sefer Divrei Hayamim. We're now in Divrei Hayamim Aleph, Perak Yodtet. And this Perak uh, approximates, to some extent, that which we saw in Shmuel Bet Perak Yod. Uh, but in Shmuel, it is the preface and the setting for one of the traumatic, the, the traumatic event that rocks the Beit David and is totally uh, omitted from Sefer Divrei Hamim, something that uh, people have always noted as one of the distinctions. We'll get to it at the end of the parak. <coughs> so after his conquest of the Plishtim and the, uh, the other areas, Vayamot Nachash Melach Bnei Amon. Nachash, who had been the king of Amon, we heard about a Nachash back in the times of Shaul, who had attacked in Yavesh Gilad. This, of course, not in Yerudivayamim. Vayimloch Beno Tachtav. His son, Hanun, takes over for him. Vayimur David, Esachesedim Hanun Ben Nachash. I would like to do a kindness for him. Ki Asa Aviv Imi Chesed, Vayishlach Tavim Malachim Lanachamo Aviv. So David says that Nachash had done a chesed for me. What was that? Well, evidently, this relates to, uh, perhaps, to the time when David, in Shmuel Aleph, uh, brought his parents to Moab for safekeeping, and perhaps they were also kept there by the king of Ammon. Otherwise, we hear nothing about that. It is a little bit strange for David doing chesed with Bnei Amon for two reasons. First of all, because of the history of Nachash having attacked the people in, uh, in Yavesh Gilad, the Jews in Yavesh Gilad, and Shaul having had to defend them. Uh, and the second thing is because the Torah explicitly says, You may never seek peace with Amon and Moab, just leave them alone, don't go to war with them, but you may not seek their peace. And uh, David violates that. Uh, and uh, the consequences of that violation are spelled out quite clearly in Sefer Shmuel, and indeed the Sifri in Sefer Dvarim, and its comment on that prohibition, points out that David uh, had violated it. In any case, here, he, David say, decides to send a delegation to console Hanun for the death of his father, a state delegation. So David's messengers come to uh, Amon, to comfort and console Hanun. So his ministers say to him, Do you think that David is really here to honor your father? That he sent these consolers? Lafoch seems to be another version of Lachpor. He sent these people in order to investigate and to turn over, meaning to look around, look under and to spy out the land. That's why his servants have come to you. They've come here to spy out the land. And the consolation is merely a cover. Now, given the background of the previous parak, uh, we can understand why this may have been a legitimate fear, because David is conquering everything east of Israel. Um, but David had, at this point, not yet conquered uh, Ammon and not shown any designs on that. So Hanun, listening to his ministers, took these messengers of David, these servants of David, and he shaved them. And he cut their garments. Like ripped them in half. Which seems to me up until their, uh, from the bottom, up until, or from the top, up until their uh, midsection, we'll call it, to the genitals. And then he sends them out. And they, they they went and they got a message to David about these people. 
And Gayu Anashim Lachamim Meyod. And David sent messengers to meet them because they were too embarrassed to come back. Vayomar Melech Shvu Virecho. He said, "Stop in Yericho, which is the first stop on the west bank from there." Until your beards grow back. And of course he sent, we assume he sent the proper clothes for them. And then you can return. And B'nai Amon suddenly realized that they had stunk up the place of David, meaning they had sort of declared war with this behavior. And now the setting for war is, uh, is, is here. So interesting is this is an area that David has already conquered, but Hanun and the rest of Amon send all of this silver to hire from Aram Naharaim and Aram Tsovan Ma'acha riders and chariots to go to war against David. They got 32,000 chariots, and the king of Ma'acha, which is in the north, and they camp in front of Medva, which is a city which uh, really belongs to Shevet Ruvain. Question is why Ruvain is not playing a role here. So they all gather from their different cities and they're ready to go to war against David, realizing David's going to attack because of this public shaming. So David heard about this. And he sent Yoav and all of his uh, brave warriors. But interesting, David does not go out to war here. Uh, so at this point, I'll, I'll insert an important parenthesis, is what happens in, in this, at this point in the narrative in Shmuel is David has sent people out to war, including one of his trusted colonels, Uriah Chiti, and that's when David, staying in Yerushalayim, not having gone to war, espies Bathsheba, the beautiful wife of Uriah, takes her, and of course the rest of that story is well known, and is totally overlooked and omitted in Sefer Tiberiah <coughs> so we do hear the story of the war, and the people of Ammon come and, f- and set in formation in front of their city. <laughs> the kings are out in the field, and the people of Ammon are in front of their city. <laughs> and now Yoav sees that the war is now on both sides, meaning he's facing the city of Ammon from the north, attacking south to Ammon. In back of him, coming from the north, are the uh, Aramim, who have signed on with them. So he's basically in the middle of two armies. So he then shows some of his best soldiers and turned them around to face Aram. And then he handed over the rest of his of the soldiers who were facing Ammon to his brother Avishai, or Avshai. So now we have essentially two Israeli armies or divisions, one facing north towards Aram, is all in Jordan, and one facing south towards Ammon. The one facing Aram is in the hands of uh, Yoav, and the one facing south, facing Ammon, is in the hands of Abishai. Vayomer. And this is what Yoav says to Abishai. Aram, if Aram overpowers me, you'll come and save me. If Ammon overcomes you, I'll save you. Chazak v'nit amenu. Let us be strong, be strong, and let us be strong together on behalf of our people, for the cities of our God. God will do what's right in his eyes. But essentially, they're signing, a Yoav is committing his brother to a pact of mutual support. So Yoav now goes to war against Aram, and they ran away, so he won that, no problem. And Amon then saw that their allies had run away, they ran away too. 
they come into their city. comes back to and Avishai now has people of Yoav, of, of Amon trapped in their city. So Aram saw that they had been beaten. And so they pulled out those people who were from Aram who were on the other side of the river, Dahainu, on the other side of the Prat, and Shofach, who in Sefer Shmuel is called Shovach, uh, who is the, um, who is their big general, uh, comes. And this is Hadad Ezra, who David had beaten. David And David hears about this, and he gathers all of Israel, because now the war is, is escalating to a war against Aram. So David himself comes, and he sets up the war and lines up against them, sets up formation. And the war goes against Aram. Vayanos Aram Lifnei Yisrael, and Aram again runs away, but now that's the full Arami war, Vayarog David Mi Aram Shivat Alafim Rechav Abayim Alaf Yishragli. So he destroyed 7,000 chariots and 40,000 infantrymen. It may be that David killed 7,000 chariot riders, and for, it should, should be Parashim really, and 40,000 infantry, Ve'et Shofach Sarat Zvayimit, and he killed Shofach too. And then, the people of Hadad Ezer signed on with Israel. They surrendered to them, because they saw they were going to get beaten. And they no longer came to the rescue of Bnei Amon. Now this, perhaps, provides the background for the war that we heard about in the previous parak uh, against Hadad Ezer. And it's kind of filling in the blanks of how that happened, or it's a subsequent war. In any case, when all the dust is settled... Both Aram, all of Syria, and Ammon, which is a relatively large kingdom uh, to the east, uh, have fallen to David and are now paying tribute to David and are slaves to David. We'll pick it up with a very short, extremely short, uh, next parak, which will continue on with the story of this war, and will really complete the story of David's wars of expansion. In the meantime, wish everyone a wonderful day.